Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Disagree podcast. Uh, I am Jordan Coburn, and my co-host is... Steve Shustick. Hello, everyone. All right. Very, very bland. Today, our guest, it's our first guest, and we're extremely excited to have him because he is a good friend, I would say. <laughs> Why are you asking me with your eyes? There's a real question mark on the end of that. Are, are we friends? Uh, like, I thought. Yeah. Uh, good, I would say. Good friend. Yeah, I, see you, I see you a lot. Yeah. Uh, very funny comic. San Diego local. Native, some would say. Maybe. Well, <laughs> can you say native <laughs> anymore? Or is that offensive? I don't think native, but I okay. mean, I started comedy out here, there so you go. Na- native in that way. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, wait, wait, let me get his name oh, out. Sorry. <laughs> 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 so okay. far, we're not sure. Okay, is this? Oh, I'll see you on or oh, yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's already been a lot of disagreement can... on this. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, Jesse Egan, That's everybody. The, yeah, thank you so much. Guys. Okay, what were we gonna it's ask so you? Good to see you guys. Thank you. It's so good to see you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Jesse. I'm mm-hmm. glad to be here. I'm, I think it's incredible to immediately be uh, wondering if your friends are your friends. Right <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm, this is going to be a fun podcast where we create friends, but also potentially mortal enemies. Who knows? Friend mortal. I think it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, so th- this is a, this is our first episode. We've had a couple mm-hmm. false starts so gotcha. far, but hopefully this will be the first one for the viewing public. It's um, like the pilot. Yeah, this is oh, the yes, pilot. Oh yes, this is the pilot. Oh, that's and just awesome. just to very quickly give a rundown on what I disagree is. It is a podcast where we want to get people together to just talk about stuff that they disagree on and uh, provide a platform where they can have that disagreement and have it be like not the worst fucking thing in the world to I listen love that. to. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Especially with today's sort of political climate, it seems like people can't even have a conversation anymore without it becoming a big personal attack. Exactly. So it would be nice to have a uh, conversation, even disagreement, that isn't a a big blow up. Yeah. We're Mm -hmm. bringing the Facebook wall to the studio, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This is the face-to-face shit that everyone is going to We're bringing YouTube comments to life. (laughs) That, that's that's actually the kind of your mother never <laughs> loved you. <laughs> it's funny. That's kind of like the origin of this podcast, though, because yeah. Jordan and I disagreed on a lot of a, a wide variety of topics. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes fundamentally, we, I would fundamentally. Say. How did you discover that? Just in talking through yeah, comedy. Yeah, just on talking and, and comedy. Look at his and face. On Facebook and look at my screams, face. Just face. He just screams libertarian. Yeah. It's what written all over him. To, what, tell, explain what that is. Libertarian. Yeah. yeah. Is, so, uh, libertarian. I mean, I could give you the, the bumper sticker answer. Okay, which is like free minds and free markets. No, that's not going to do it. For <laughs> okay, no, so going to need more. It's it's basically the the right of the individual over the state. So the, the, it it's it's uh, economic liberalism, which would be like free market capitalism. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, like I guess social liberalism in the sense that like you know you don't think the government should have any role. One way or the other, be it gay marriage or, or bathroom laws or anything like that, even if you personally disagree with gay marriage or something like that, yeah. it's what you think the role of government should be. Okay. And the libertarian tends to think that the government should have the most limited role possible in most situations. And, and like, what role should the government have, do you think? Like, n- national defense, uh, like, foreign relations, diplomacy, things like that. So, like, the State Department's useful. The Department of Defense is useful. But gotcha. everything else... Bare bones? Be, yeah, oh, okay. bare bones. Gotcha. We have to figure out which of those to keep, right? Yeah. I think that's always the argument, sort of, between the liberal and the conservative side. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, the liberals think that they the conservatives want to just, like, tear all government down and just have 
babies doing slave labor. Right, and anarchism. Like right. So I would always <laughs> wonder that, sort of where the line is. Right. Like, you know, what, you know, what government agencies do we keep? Mm-hmm. And usually I've, I've heard the argument that, like, you know, get rid of them because privatized this or that would mm-hmm. work better, which I wonder. It would be interesting to see if right. you just get rid of, like, all environmental protections and then hope rich people would take care of the environment. <laughs> My thought is You were is, just having that conversation happen. with Charlie, weren't you? I was. You? You're right. I, I was, was going to say this sounds familiar because Ryan, Ryan and I were both sort of having this debate with him and listening to what he had to say. Char- Charlie, was, for context, is a person who makes a, a lot of money, who makes very a lot of successful, money, and he supports Trump. Yes, but he's also sort of, uh, and he, but he's willing to have a, a conversation mm-hmm. with you that doesn't turn into a big. Right. Maybe if we'll have him on. If, if you're able yeah. to not like, I think part of it too is like, don't be offended by everything people say. Right. If they're if they don't mean to offend you personally, if it's not a personal attack. Right. But a lot of times people do throw in those asides of like. They'll start talking about it, then they'll be like, Pelosi's a fucking... That wasn't necessary. (laughs) Or whatever. Like, just those little, like, really angry, you know, asides. I guess we're going to do this without that, probably. Yeah, hopefully. No, I mean, we can can do that. I'm not even even opposed to that. Just as long as we can bring it back to being able to look at each other in the eyes again. That's that's all all I'm hoping for. As long as it's entertaining for the listener and we get more clicks, I mean, if if you feel like throwing a chair, like <laughs> get in there. You know? I know we sat as far away from each other as we could. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We can't like even touch triangle. each other's arms if we wanted <laughs> no, to. No, I couldn't even pass you Grey Poupon. This is so far away. <laughs> but I'm excited. I think this is a great idea. Thank you. I, I think, think it's so really too. what's missing to today. You know. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, we should pop into our first topic because it's a big one, especially okay. before we do that. Oh, did, yes. you, did you want to? kind of talk about where you are oh yeah 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 sure so generally politically i'm very very liberal if Mm -hmm. you're coming um over as a listener from the other podcast i'm on muller she wrote and daily beans you will definitely know that and you yourself are also probably very liberal uh progressive some might say i like i love that i know i like it because it's like (laughs) there's insurance and soup involved (laughs) you know Yes. And it sounds good. Progressive sound. It's like, how do you make progressive into an insult? Exactly. They'll find a way. I'm it's sure, forward but. thinking inherently. Exactly. Right? Which is maybe a bit pretentious <laughs> to label ourselves as progressives. I thought liberal sounded good. If the libertarian, it's almost like they've adopted well, that into th- a thing. That's the interesting thing about it, too, is like the root of that word. Like libertarians just consider themselves classical liberals. Mm. And the definition of a classical liberal is someone who believes in like free market capitalism and small government. Yeah. So really, like, the original liberals were conservatives and they just like changed the name somewhere like in the 60s or oh. 70s so now liberal means progressive and it's a, it's a real marketing thing yeah yeah, yeah. the old lincoln switch oh, yeah. yeah right the old what's, lincoln what's the switch, lincoln switch? <laughs> we're the party of yeah that that switch right yeah like, well i just remember he was the first person that i i was learning about in history when i was a kid oh abraham lincoln and yeah 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 and i was like wait the man the who slaves. freed the slaves yeah. is a republican <laughs> this cannot be right. <laughs> which is <laughs> Oh, man. And then uh, my teacher was like, oh, yeah, that's because the meanings of both parties changed. She didn't even challenge my idea that Republicans right. wouldn't free slaves. Yeah. Right. That's that's the public school system for him. That is funny. Okay. Well, you know, they you guys <laughs> get a lot of wins in there, too. They omit a lot of things. That would yeah. be convenient They omit to the my entire Korean War from, from all – I've never learned anything about What that. is the Korean War? Have you heard of that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's all another episode. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm very progressive. I grew up with a really liberal dad. My mom is my mom is like 
she grew up in like a Reagan Republican family, but mm. she she's pretty she's incredibly socially liberal. Mm. Um, and then even like increasingly so economically, like she's voted Democrat for the last few elections I know. Mm. Um, but yeah, all of my friends and like my circle of friends growing up were super into like John Stewart, Bill Maher, mm-hmm. the Young Turks, mm. super super liberal. You know, did you have any like uh, super conservative friends? Uh, not really. Well, my grandpa, my yeah. grandpa and my uncle, incredibly conservative, like Fox News watching, uh-huh. just die hard. I mean, like the conversations we would have at dinner is why I wanted to have this podcast because I miss those. We would just get together mm. and like just first off, I was like a 10 year old that truly didn't know what the fuck <laughs> I was talking about. Yeah. So they really placated me. <laughs> They're like grown ass men that could have at any point in time just been like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but they didn't. And. I would, uh, yeah, we'd just sit there and debate. It was more so when I was in high school. But debate a lot of fundamental principles that are different between Democrats and Republicans and stuff. But Or maybe that we think are different, too. Yeah. Like some yeah. of it's perception, because I always feel like when we get the group together, people agree on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But we've sort of labeled each other in a certain way that keeps you in a box. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Definitely. And then you start talking, and you're like, well, we got a lot in common. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think what's really sad too for at least in my family is the the partisanship politically truly has made it so in a lot of ways we kind of like stop talking to each other. It it is it's, it's a shame. It's, Was this before or after the the election of Trump? Before. Oh, really? Yeah. So even even bef- before Trump. He, yeah, my yeah. uncle got really really into like Fox News. Yeah. I would label them conspiracy theories, but he's a brilliant man, and I have a lot of respect for him, and he's a great man, but he is just so fucking Mm. convinced Mm. that the deep state is real, and these ideas, before they were even labeled deep state, you Uh know, he was talking about them, so. Well, like what? Give us an example. What's what's his nuttiest oh, theory? I I mean Pizza I know gate? exactly no I know exactly what it is. That's the one but about I don't Hillary Clinton like molesting kids in the I Pizza think Hut it was or something. Selling children as slaves because I believe that place or something. I don't know the details, but it it, it reads. I think it's like I that the Earth that. is flat and it's actually a pizza. I'm not sure, except in Chicago where it's a deep dish. Yeah, or like actually the Earth is really just one flat pepperoni sitting atop a universal pizza. <laughs> yeah, mostly vegetarians are really upset about this. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't I don't even want to repeat some of them honestly mm-hmm. because they're like in my opinion so bad. Right. Um like lizard people level bad? No, 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 no. No, stuff that a lot of people in America believe, not even like crazy people, mm-hmm. just like Yeah. I wonder how much I'd agree with if, <laughs> yeah. if I sat down and talked to him. It's going to be a whole... <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot. But it, but it got to a point, I think, where the extremism was like so deeply uh-huh. rooted in my brain because it was also during my early college years, too. Mm-hmm. So I was so like, you know, I was super anti-Obama in college at points because I was like, he's like this establishment Democrats, mm. you know, they're like doing nothing for mm-hmm. what we really need and they're fake and all politicians fucking suck. And mm. and I was like so incredibly pro Bernie the whole time. And I still am, but just very, very like, so to the left is uh-huh. fucking ridiculous. And my uncle was like, so to the right that we got to a point, I think where, I don't know, both of us, it was like, it was like so immature. It was like, we we couldn't even, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of family politics yeah. happen too, but ultimately, I feel when we both think about each other, it's probably like that crazy kid. Right. <laughs> and that's, this is your uncle. Or your grandpa? this is my uncle. Okay. How yeah. old is he? 
Uh, he's in his late fifties. Uh, so so yeah, we I guess we just had a lot of um, a lot of differences that so among other things outside of politics, just differences between our family and different members in our family got so heightened to the point where we literally like don't even have holidays together anymore. Wow, and it's really sad. It is sad, and I love them all very much. And yeah. now I'm at a point in my life where when I see my grandpa, I'm like, you're so old and dumb. When it comes to politics. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, let me just tell you, I wanted to like, reassure you of something, which is that you could be politically the same as your family and still not enjoy the holidays. That's, so, no, that's, that's true. That's how it is in my family. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how we do it. We all see eye to eye and hate it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it could go both ways. You yeah. Can, you can always have a fractured family, to, even with all your politics aligned. Yeah, very, yeah that's a very yeah. good point. But, yeah, but when I see him, though, even though I know that we're – so incredibly different i just like i just want to like hug him yeah and, and i just love yeah, him and i don't care he's my yeah. fucking grandpa yeah, i don't you know. care about i don't care that he watches fox news when i was a kid i was like how could you mm-hmm. i was seriously so so deeply offended by it mm-hmm. um, i think it's part entertainment too it's like someone being offended that like i i love marvel movies you know it's yeah. just something i love <laughs> like maybe that's just their entertainment and just you know that's it but yeah it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's like um, there are certain things that are not worth arguing about. Like, I, I think I found that out on the road. Like mm-hmm. doing comedy, if I had brought up certain subjects in certain places, the audience would have hated me. Yes. You'll find yourself having a smoke with somebody outside of a show and they start talking politics and all of a sudden you realize, oh, my Lord, it's completely. But we're hanging out as friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I don't cause a big fight over it, we can still be friends. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you've become friends with a whole bunch of people you wouldn't politically. Yeah. How much be- better does it feel to just have a nice moment with that person? It feels great. Yeah. It feels great. And I, so that's why I never break it up with like, as soon as they say something, me jumping in and going, yeah, but you know, right. <laughs> there's also, I mean, you know, I, I'm I mean, just like, <laughs> it's not worth it there, there for are, me. There that, are you know. gray areas to that too, though, because. I mean, at some point, like if you're sitting down talking to somebody, he's like, "Oh, so huh, what about those Jews?" It's like, I know. Oh, okay, yeah, for well, sure. you're one of those. Whenever guys. Steve goes into that voice, I know Jews. <laughs> I, I knew. I knew Jews was the next word. We all knew just from his the way he looked around. Isn't that weird? That is the most bizarre thing. I, got those I would have Jew eyes. I would have bet oh hundreds God. of dollars that that was the next word coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah no, so you're funny. right. I mean, for sure. I, it's not like you would sort of um but if somebody has a different approve of what is being said but i'm just saying if they have a political thing right you know not like i hate all of these people you know then i would probably extricate myself from that situation right Mm -hmm. yeah in general i don't cause a big fight if they have a political leaning that's different than mine if they have different opinions on where our tax dollars should go it's like well that's not enough reason for me to especially when it's like the older you get the more you learn you know how little you know and stuff and just hearing all these different perspectives of people that have actually worked in government and and even like amongst the you know between the democratic candidates they have wildly different stances on things that i would think were super cut and dry democratic questions or issues and it's just not stuff's not cut and dry and i'd rather sit and like actually try to understand why someone feels a certain way now than just like yell at them Mm -hmm. it is interesting to learn the other perspective and realize that some of these things fall somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. you know that we're we're so which is a crazy concept for some reason we're on the extremes on both ends and like sort of the climate today is pushing us further to the extremes in in my 
opinion. But well, that's at least if you believe climate change is real, but that's... <laughs> I do believe it's real. <laughs> that's another subject. Steve, this is your chance to say if that was a joke or not. Yeah, we're just hanging out. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of like where I stand on stuff. But, Jesse, mm. how would you describe your, your upbringing uh, politically? Upbringing, well, uh, or just the stuff that shaped yeah. you politically? My parents were kind of like ex-hippies that were pretty poor when I was a kid. I, I was born sort of like on a farm. And then my mom was like, hey, there's too many snakes. You can't, you got to go get a job. So we, <laughs> Wait, at what age did she say that? I think right well, right away. Like as soon as I was born, it was like, there's just too many snakes. Okay. It's Elizabeth so, Warren reference. But. Is it? I don't <laughs> know. Is it? Oh, you've been watching that on Twitter? No. What all, the, all the Bernie supporters going into Elizabeth Warren's mentions and just doing snake emojis. Oh, oh no, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's, Calling her a snake? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So that's uh, why it was because of Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. You know, um, I was, she was like, there's just Warrens everywhere. But um, no. So, yeah. Um, so I think they were they were like uh, progressives. Mm. And um, so I was kind of, like I say, I was sort of raised with the same sort of political leaning, the whole family. But we didn't have a very big family because um, I think my father's side of the family didn't d- just was like. Maybe they were conservative. We never saw them. So, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Irish Catholic side of the family was we didn't see them very much. But okay. um, about myself, I, w- background wise. Yeah. Or like, like well, how would you generally describe? yourself? I would generally describe myself as as progressive. Um, I I would probably go with any candidate from any party that I sort of agreed with as far as voting. But that makes um, sense. <laughs> so, far, but you know, so far it's it's been Democrat. Um, on the last election, I thought the choices were so horrendous, um, and I was sort of of the feeling that Bernie got really screwed mm-hmm. over by his own party. Mm-hmm. And um, I still Twice. am sort of on the fence about whether he could have won. I, I have this feeling that maybe people that really wanted a change and wanted something different might have gone the Bernie route. That mm-hmm. you know, some of them that voted for Trump. So that's kind of where I was. I was a, a Bernie fan, mm-hmm. and um, and but I'm open minded. And as far as sort of uh, understanding where the other side is coming from, um, I kind of, especially from working more with Charlie and sort of hearing some of his stuff, uh, I would say I'm socially liberal and fiscally irresponsible. <laughs> 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 that's what I've learned from that. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's kind of where I'm at. Sometimes when I have issue, like opinions on economic policies, I'm like, I am in no place to yeah. have these opinions. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I the fuck really, I'm doing with money. That, I can't say I understand it as well. I think that uh, here's my overall feeling that there seems to be at least a perception wise, a lack of uh, empathy on the part of the of the conservatives when it comes to understanding sort of uh, the, the less fortunate. So. I think there's a part of government that is definitely important for looking after the the needy and the less the, the people that don't have anything. Um, otherwise, why even have a government if mm-hmm. you don't take care of your own people? So, when people talk about sort of all these millions of dollars and trickle down, I, I just sort of don't trust it. I, mm-hmm. I have a, a trouble trusting really really rich people to do the right thing and sure. uh, be sort of responsible for other human beings. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you actually have to twist their arm to make them do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't believe that government should be this huge, massive, monolithic thing that does everything. Right. But at the same time, I don't think you just should just hack it back all the way to where we're hoping 
that millionaires are going to save the rainforest at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, Steve, looks like you're at number. Well, <laughs> I could be wrong, so I'm willing to hear the other side. Well, no, I mean, I think you, you said a lot of things that I would agree with, too. But I, th- I think that the conservative perspective on a lot of that is not so much that it's not a lack of empathy that re- results in not supporting these government programs. It's the fact that they don't feel those government programs actually work. Like, Are for instance, like, yeah, for instance, like the minimum wage. I mean, it's a, it's a, it makes you feel good to support a minimum wage because, oh, it, it, the, the lowest on the rung should get a certain amount. Yeah. But in reality, when it's implemented, you're just causing automation and losing jobs. So, it's it's not a lack of empathy. <laughs> well, even even if I'm that's ro- even if that's I'm wrong though, <laughs> even if that's wrong, that's what they believe. You know, it's not like fuck poor people. It's like I don't think that policy helps poor people. In fact, I yeah. think it hurts them more. You don't think you there's know? a little bit though of fuck poor people in there? I'm sure there's some. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think there's. I'm is, sure there's some. But I don't know. Right. I mean, where do you think Trump was able to swoop in and capitalize on this idea? Of, fuck the elites. Right. As he comes in, obviously. He, yeah, he almost came in with, like, a progressive message, but, oh, like, populist. twisted in a weird, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I totally can see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would rather believe that. that I people... think, if the, yeah, if they really put that much analysis into it and were like, no, oh, the f- minimum wage going up is going to screw the poor. I don't know that they all really are thinking that deeply about it. Or they should say it. that if that's what they're thinking. Like, yeah, I guess explain that. But they do that all the time. They... That's the thing. Like, this, it, the, the media reports what they what they want to report yeah. you know i mean it's i'm not saying like it's a big conspiracy but yeah. everybody has biases and you know if ted cruz yeah. gives a speech like railing against minimum wage laws and all the economic yeah. downfalls to it how much coverage is that going to get on cnn yeah you again I, mean? I do think there's a, a perception issue there right of like you know and republicans aren't helping themselves right way, republicans know? are seen as being like they, you just don't want you to have health care and all right. that which is probably not the the case but it's the way it's perceived mm-hmm. right so I, I wonder what the sort of I've def it, sorry sorry no go ahead I I've definitely fallen victim to repeating talking points like that yeah like they want they want people to stay poor because I do fundamentally believe that but not in the sense <laughs> that I think they want people to stay poor but, but the they benefit from people staying mm. poor yeah in the ways that they stay poor but but yeah I right. do I do think that like it's really easy to pick that stuff up and get really like riled up about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think on the other hand, like uh, liberal Democrats could be seen as, well, we just want to give it away to everyone, anyone coming mm-hmm. in and have Bleeding illegal nuts. immigrants immediately get free health care mm-hmm. and everybody gets a pony, you know. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's the case, but that's how we're seen and mm-hmm. perceived for sure. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, like the Democrat politicians don't help their case either when that's especially during campaign season. Like, you're watching the Democrat debates. It's just like seeing who can outdo who to give away the most free shit, knowing damn well none of that shit's going to pass. Yeah, it's but, a weird you know, uh, like, It's a weird tactic, I yeah. think, because to me it seems like we should all be trying to move closer to the center on things yeah. instead of going, I'm going to out-liberal the other guy when the conservative side is going to out-conservative each other, too. Right. It's really crazy mm-hmm. yeah i think it's because people spend too much time on twitter and they think that's real life it mm, is quite yeah. an echo chamber that social media is created for all of us isn't it yeah yeah follow us on twitter by the way at the i disagree pod yes you're right all right well i think that wraps up uh the rapport section let's move on to our next segment the warm-up mm. 
All right, this next segment, uh, we're going to shift away from some of the more serious topics, and we're going to do a little warm-up arguing. This is when we have little mini baby arguments about more fun topics, I guess, or at least topics that are not uh, something that would warrant an entire 30-minute cool. chunk. We can get really fired up about these. I'm oh, sure. we can get real fired up about these, <laughs> okay. yes. And I'm excited because these ideas are brought to us by our patrons, and our uh, most dearest listeners. So if you want to get in on that action, become a patron today at patreon.com. Okay, we're going to start the uh, the warm-up round. We're going to we're going to check out the uh, the I disagree pod Twitter page for some of you guys suggestions. Uh number 1, I'm going to kick this one over to Mr. Jesse Egan. Okay. Is backing into parking spots the superior way to park? Uh, is back is as opposed to going in f- to mm-hmm. the front. Right. Well, I mean, if it, if you're doing parallel parking, absolutely, you got to back in. You can't go in through the front. That's that's a you know that's a Costanza move, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, you can't pull that. You got to. I I learned how to do can it. Can you parallel I, park from going to the front? I guess you. Physically, you can, but it's. I, guess the I don't physics know. Allow it, but. it's a, Yeah, that's no good. I I pull into. Baby got back. I don't know. know. There's probably other. (laughs) There's a lot of times when you could pull in through the front, I guess, if you're in a grocery store parking lot or something. You don't have to turn around and back in. That'd be weird. I like how this is all a euphemism. That's my favorite part (laughs) of this question. (laughs) I just wanted to say, Jordan, you're a female driver. What do you think? Oh, you bitch. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I actually happen to be very good at backing that ass up. So I'm actually um, quite skilled when it comes to backwards driving. Okay. I've been on a lot of bank heists. You drove in reverse the whole way to get here. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Impressive. I did. Um, I- I'm just going to say the city no longer has a raccoon problem. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is taken care of. Um, but uh, no, I think backing in is the superior way to park. Then you get to just pull the fuck out. And yeah. if and you don't even have, you know what? Everyone can just wait. Everyone can just wait a goddamn second. Yeah. Just mm. let the person park how they want to park. You know? Mm. You, what are you? When's the last time you took a second for yourself? This is this. These are all good points. So yeah. you're saying that that it's okay to inconvenience the rest of the society so you can have a moment of zen to yourself. I don't know. I mean, like, I does does, do, does an old lady crossing the road is she an inconvenience to society? I mean, you she, gotta she back could, over she could her, pick it up the pace a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you pull in for a. Uh, Front, wi- you know, front ways? Actually, now that I think, I, I guess so. I hadn't really thought about it. I just wanted to be contrarian. Yeah, yeah no, that's think. good. I mean, we need that. <laughs> right, the yeah, heel of I'll the podcast. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you're parking, too. Like, there's some places. Grocery store, Trader Joe's, packed, 3 p.m. Sunday. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Man, I can get in where I fit in, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good you point. Got, you got <laughs> to do business. <laughs> I think you definitely, yeah, you pull in. Or you, what I do is I like to speed up and then ram the car <laughs> in front of me and then ram the one behind me. Yeah. I don't know if that's going in front or back or just I'm forcing it. That's not fair either. Oh, okay, and good. Thank you to Turns Out Criming and <laughs> Thank you at Wayne Poop and AK. <laughs> For our first uh, warm-up question. That Wait, was... can you read their username again? Yeah. Turns I... out criming in public is legal. Woo! Love that irony. Wayne Poops in AK. Or Poops in AK. This is oh, such a wait. long name. Wayne Poops in Arkansas, I believe. <laughs> is that or is all AK Alaska? related to the crime in public thing? Maybe or, it's Wayne Poe Ops in Arkansas. I disagree with this name. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's take a closer look at who this person is. Okay. He's really cool, actually. 
so don't talk shit. Okay. Well, no, th- thank you, Wayne. I'm assuming your name is Wayne. Thank you for the for the great suggestion. You are our first warm up question ever for Woo-hoo! the I Disagree podcast. Yeah. Yay! We're, let's debate that name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's what's the next one, Steve? Yeah. What we got? Uh, let's see. Oh, L. Uh, plenty of oil. Uh, at <laughs> dog beds and cheese uh, says. <laughs> Is a hot it's, dog a sandwich? Oh, I like that one. I say yes. Huh. I, I, oof. Huh. What else would it be, though? A hot dog. I think yeah, it's there, a oh, category. It's its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Like a, basically it's a breaded sausage. Well, I mean, look, you got what? You got hot dogs, hot dogs. You, <laughs> you got, got hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Okay, hot dogs. Ham turgers. Is there. <laughs> what else? Yeah, but I mean, what other category? I mean. Philly cheese, that's definitely a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hungry now. <laughs> I mean. I think the thing that makes it not a sandwich is that it's just like a phallic object inside, whereas yeah. if it was like shredded meat, it would then be a sandwich. But if, what if you took hmm. a dick and put it between two loaves of bread? Would that not be a dick sandwich? That would be a. But it's not um, between two loaves of bread. It's on a bun. No. It's on a hot dog bun. That would be a restraining uh, order. Which that, that's would what be weird, would be. but also kind of funny. What yeah. the, the, the the penis or the what? Where we're all wiener? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the old ding dong. I think it's a sandwich. I I'm going sandwich. I mean, what else? What do you call it? I mean, you call it a you don't call it I a think... salad. It's not an appetizer. There's only so many categories on a menu, right? Yeah. They got the salads, appetizers, soups, hot dogs, sandwiches. <laughs> they got <Hot> flatbreads. <laughs> Pizzas. I'm trying to think. Have, who's been to a restaurant? Before? <laughs> I like the idea of the hot menu dog. just having a hot dog section that just has one item under it. And it's hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is a matter of principle. The chef says the entire Wiener Schnitzel menu. Yeah. I, well, says, I feel a hot dog becomes a sandwich at the point when the levy breaks and you now have two <laughs> separate pieces of bread. Right? Everyone hates that shit. Oh, you, you when fuck the bun up, you separates? put like mayonnaise on the bottom, it sogs through. You put mayonnaise on your hot dog? I fucking love mayonnaise. Oh, God. oh we got another disagreement on oh. so gross. Is there right a now. worse condiment than mayonnaise? Are I'm you kidding me? No. To find one, but... This is where Republicans and Democrats can get this... together. <laughs> Are you is kidding how me? How gross mayonnaise Especially on a hot dog. Dude, that, mayonnaise on anything. Uh, Eat my ass. You it are is a the godless best. communist to yeah. put mayonnaise on I, a hot dog. It, uh, that is, I've never heard of that. It's an Irish thing, too, though. Is it? Oh, they put mayonnaise, they put mayonnaise on, everything. on everything. Well, they are known for You're their cuisine. so right. Yeah. When I was in Ireland, I asked for a salad, which because I'm trying to be healthy. They, and they said, do you want dressing? And I said, yes. They brought me a salad. It had a softball-sized oh, glob of mayonnaise God. on it. I said, what the hell is that? They said, dressing. Oh, my oh. God. And it was truly the it consistency man- of it mayonnaise. A, it, was it was straight a up ball mayonnaise. Of mayonnaise. And then I had a burger at the next place because I'm like, screw being healthy. And they <laughs> brought it, and it had a softball-sized ball of mayonnaise on top of the burger. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say ball of salad. Ball <laughs> of <laughs> salad. <laughs> but, yeah, that's – to me, Ireland is just a – Oh, Softball-sized yeah. ball of mayonnaise. Oh, my God, dude. And they give you and those Irish, little Heinz glass bottles. Yeah. You're Irish too, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. They give you those but little you Heinz bottles of mayonnaise. You You're know? really Irish because you like the mayonnaise. I fucking love mayonnaise. Oh, God. I can't yeah. imagine a hot dog with mayonnaise on it. To me, that's not even uh, – that's a travesty, not a sandwich. I don't know what <laughs> you call it. It's scary to me. Dude. I might actually have – when I was a kid, I ate a hot dog and I got so sick 
that I never ate hot dogs again for many years. Oh. So that might be why I have such passionate yeah. feelings. How about did you get sick? How did they undercook a hot dog? I think I just ate a hot dog with mayonnaise, <laughs> and then I, that was it. That's so ill. I have the same experience with portobello mushrooms. Oh, my girlfriend hates yeah, those. Yeah, I tried to push myself as a 10-year-old and expand my palate, and it's some a texture lame, thing, lame she dad. She says it's those gills. that. Oh. Yeah. Well, they were grilling portobello burgers i like them oh no now if i ever eat any mushroom that is larger than the size of a lemon head i <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird a lemon head that's a tiny mushroom so you only like those little japanese mushrooms those, like little those are so or good I love yeah, or good. sliced i love mushrooms though i'm just very limited Would in how you i can eat a portobello mushroom that. if it was slathered in mayonnaise no Oh, okay. no. That's where I. we agree. I we know. all agree on that issue. <laughs> no, mayonnaise cannot make some things better. Oh. Yeah. The interesting I thing agree. about mayonnaise is it makes a great base. Like, do you guys like ranch dressing? Fuck yes. I hate 99%. ranch dressing. What? This is a good one to debate That's... because I bet you you'll never get another guest on here who hates ranch dressing I don't think as so. much Not as I do. Chance. I can't stand ranch dressing. It's Did you also you know vomit you like ranch it? dressing? It's 99% mayonnaise. That's probably why. Yeah. I hate Whoa. ranch dressing. But I like mustard. blue cheese dressing, though. How Fucking about that? Is that blue weird? Cheese. No, I love blue you cheese. You like blue cheese? I like blue cheese. Yeah. yeah. Ranch to me tastes like a baby food, like some kind of child, like it's made with chemicals for a child or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the flavor it's, of it's it. It's just product. It's just, yeah, it's not even food. What is it? I mean, it's, it's 99% not... mayonnaise. What is like, ranch? What is ranch? I mean, I remember Cool Ranch Doritos, and those were dope. Yeah. But <laughs> why doesn't ranch taste like that? That's I want to not... see a full, like, philosophical book just on ranch, and it's just Jesse just I talking about the, f- yeah. the fundamental inconsistencies of ranch's popularity. This is probably going to hurt your podcast how much I hate ranch, because I know everyone else. Loves it. So you don't like ranch flavoring? I can't stand ranch. I would not <laughs> eat it on anything. Like Is, people dip their vegetables in ranch, uh-huh. and I'm like, how? You found a way to ruin a vegetable even more. <laughs> Weren't you born on a ranch? I was born. That might be it. Oh, because yeah. I associated with snakes, and so I think there's going to be fucking snakes in this ranch. Hey. I guess. So now we understand. You know, I didn't realize how psychologically yeah. deep we were. Going. You know what? I bet Warren's favorite food is ranch. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what well, because, she tells people. To, right. To well, be... because ranch reminds her of snakes, mm-hmm. which is her fundamental state. I can't believe you didn't see that. On I'm Twitter. just kidding, by the way. I fucking love Warren. <laughs> Warren is amazing. Well, what, I love her so, so you're much. Not, you're not taking sides on the Bernie versus. Warren. Oh, I. Ah. Oh, because she, what it was. <laughs> She she, well, she accused him of calling her a liar or something she, recently, right? she, she said that he said in a private conversation. This is just what we need, too, is to have the Democrats fight each other. Right. That's perfect right now. Right. That's, that's most that's of my great. stance on that's this really is that smart. this is dumb. I really want to enjoy this, yeah. I really well want to enjoy it. But I can't because Trump's president. It's like, oh, my God. Could any other Republican be president right now so I can enjoy the Democrats <laughs> slitting their own I am <laughs> with you. I just – yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm sort of like of that – like it's got to be any other candidate. You've got to have somebody. Yeah. Somebody better. Yeah. Both no, sides, they could have somebody better. I think they had – okay. I think – I believe – Why doesn't Jon Stewart run? That's what I think. He, would, he could win. Because he made that one movie and it bombed and now he'll never reach out again. <laughs> <laughs> How about Stephen Colbert? He could be president. Um. Yeah, I love Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I went on this tangent. Eh? I mean, it's like if you're going to pick a fucking movie star to be president, may as well be one that at least does political shows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I do. I think with the Bernie Warren stuff, I, I don't I do not think that it is an insane thing to suggest or at least like 
ask the question about the feasibility of a female winning in 2020 Mm -hmm. first off to say that's not okay is to say that you like can't have conversations about things it's crazy which is fucking stupid bad about what he's accused of saying anyway it's not like he was saying i exactly a female exactly that's what i'm saying he's not even making he said he didn't think a female could win this this yeah, because, well, because she of, said that he said that, and he's saying I never said that. Right, oh. right. And the thing is, like, she is such a proven liar. <laughs> okay, no, this, this, is, this is where we this, disagree. This, the, the, going around saying she was a Native American for like forty years—that I mean, doesn't bother you. Again, fabricator. Yes. So she's or, not. Or, <laughs> she's not Native American at all. She not, is. Not, she's she is one one thousand thirty-two. Oh my Native she's American. not very. I think we're Native. all one thousand exactly too. She she she's she is we less Native definitely American are not. <laughs> theology than your average American. She's actually ninety percent mayonnaise. That's what they don't say about her. Wow. Okay. Well, I just still think it's so dumb and short-sighted of them to attack each other. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Um, so that's I think where so I stand too. on it. It's Bef- foolish. Uh, yeah, I agree. Before we get too far down that hole, <laughs> we should probably get into our main event. Oh, the main event. Oh, the main, so yeah. uh, thank you again to Dog Beds and Cheese. And um, <laughs> it sounds like you're just making these. <laughs> I up. know. I, I don't believe it's like you're real. trying to do them with solid by shouting them <laughs> I, out. I, I, I'm trying to do you guys. You know, I, I'm not good at Twitter. Jordan, can you say thank you? Oh <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, thank you. A lot of the like, well, pretty much everybody actually that is commenting are people that have um, taken a chance on us and they're branching out from Miller yeah. wrote and Daily Beans, adding another podcast to their their feed, and I appreciate that. Awesome. And we love you all. So yeah, thank we do you. Appreciate it. Yeah, very much so. Um, but that concludes the warm-up. It is time for the last and final and most consequential segment of our podcast, the main event. All right, so the main event is uh, what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that you guys are both putting on boxing gloves right now. <laughs> I didn't, nobody told me I'm going down like that. I'm wearing glasses, by the way, so not in the face. Do you but, think I could? I did could, you not bring a weapon? You yeah, didn't tell him to bring oh, a weapon? Just, Especially not with this topic. I could throw my iPhone at you. It's pretty <laughs> big. It's too big. So What if Steve literally pulled out a gun right now? What would you do, Jesse? I would scream. Me you, too. That would, that would, that would scream. Me that would too. be a rational response. Yes. And, oh, I would, and then I would immediately worry about the editing of screaming into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, sorry. Can oh, you rewind oh, that? Oh, let's, take that <laughs> let's do that take over again. Yeah. I just scream too loud. Yeah. Well, yeah. the main event today is the topic of guns. Yeah, and, don't pull one out. And please do not pull one out. Jesse and I are going against Steve on this one because I guess to boil it down, really, um, Jesse and I do not like guns, and Steve very much likes guns. Mm. And I guess that's where we'll start. I mean, I will say that I have shotguns, mm. and I can see the appeal of guns. You have can, shotguns? I don't have shotguns. Oh, okay. I, mean, I was I like... Have, <laughs> I don't own shotguns. I'm saying I, I have <laughs> I shot at some guns. <laughs> oh, you have I've shot guns. I've done shot me some okay, good. Okay, yeah, good. I, I've shot guns as well as like bows and arrows and shit like that. Um, you know, plenty of weapon usage. No, I, I have shot them and I understand the appeal of them and why someone would want them for self-defense and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. all those things. I think it's a different topic, which is that um, to me there's just an incredible – problem of gun violence in america Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe it's two topics i don't know i just think that there's it to me it seems like the people that really love guns and want to keep their rights to hold them and preserve them would also be at the forefront of fixing this problem of horrible horrifying violence dude that's such a good point that is such a good point 
Meaning that they should be at the forefront of dry, if they if they're saying that the problem is not a sheer number of too many guns, mm-hmm. and the problem is, and I don't want to put words in in the mouth of the argument, but mm-hmm. if the problem is a lack of education, training, mental health, whatever, they should be at the forefront of pushing those agendas and getting people checked out and mm-hmm. getting people trained and a PR paying campaign. for that campaign to occur so that they can keep their guns. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and I don't think that anyone's trying to take guns away as much as just sort of figure out how to deal with this problem that seems to be pretty unique to this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I, could, I could approach that in several different ways, I guess. I guess first off, uh, I do like guns. I'm not. A, I'm not like a gun guy, though. Like, I if you bo- have a gun, you're a gun what guy. What is a gun guy? Well, you know, those guys that have like arsenals and or like. No, that is that is called a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is you know different. those guys that murder, <laughs> or like a cop. It could be called like a cop or a soldier. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like there's lots of hobbyists that are always going to the range that collect guns and things like that. I own one gun. I probably haven't opened the the, the case in six months. You know what I mean? But I, it's it's not so much. But I mean, you have a case for your gun. That's pretty. That's I mean, true. That's good. Well, you that's can't true. just have it laying around all willy. Well, I don't. That's know. like a bowler that has a bag for their yeah. bowling ball. That's when you're serious. <laughs> Is it monogrammed? Does it, you have your name on the case? It's, it's real like, funny too because I call it my go box and like I, I put cash in there. Oh so, like, Jesus! It's, if if, if <laughs> shit ever hits the fan, I could just grab that box. It's got my gun. It's got cash in it. I want to get. I want to get. So it's just like a passports. box of evidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like if they ever pull you over, they're like, "What's the worst thing that could be in this briefcase?" And they open it. It's guns and cash. So, yeah. oh, my secret stash of cocaine and guns and cash is my go box. I want to get a different, like a bunch of different, like currencies and like fake passports yes. too, and like and clean a mask, socks, mask, know? some lime, <laughs> a shovel. That's all good. I think none of that is just a video of Steve trying to explain away all the items <laughs> no, in some way that's not entirely it's nefarious. Right. I think the name Go Box is very suspicious. I, right <laughs> <off the laughs> well, I got I got it from watching too many movies. You know, everybody's got a go bag, and this is like a duffel bag. It's got all their weapons and cash and different forms of ID and that's like when the shit hits the fan yeah. like, if the Armageddon ever happens uh-huh. and I just gotta get out real quick I can grab one thing grab that box it's got my that's you know why I appreciate that though because that at least gets to the heart of why people say they want guns is, Which is, is for when the shit hits the fan yeah I mean I, that's a good reason right, right? yeah Which, but also like I think it's a little scary like some string cheese in there or something <laughs> like if the apocalypse hits I don't know if the gun is the most important like you <laughs> well, need water and, and but with the gun yeah Steve's going right else, past like just like, Having his Red own supplies, food, he's like, "No, fuck that! I'm Bullets. taking it. I need <laughs> murder weapons." Well, I, I think when you have a gun, that puts you in a stronger uh, position to negotiate to with get the people string that have cheese the string from cheese. others. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, God. That's a good point. The apocalypse ever happens, <laughs> I'm actually going to be looking for Steve to <laughs> yeah, get my back. Team. I'm going to be standing there with a thing of string cheese, <laughs> right. and he's going to be fighting off the zombies <laughs> with an yeah, actual yeah. gun. I'm going to be like, why did my go bag just get full of cheese? Yeah, you <laughs> couldn't even get non-perishables. <laughs> I have the worst go bag. Yeah, it's, and it's cheese. It's not even going to stay good during the apocalypse. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not prepared. Let's just admit, I'm the least prepared person for the apocalypse. Period. Oh yeah, yeah, same, same. No, yeah. that's bad. That's why you need conservatives and liberals to get along, or else we won't survive. We mm-hmm. w- we wouldn't make it. Well, yeah, today's no. today's gun rally in Virginia, right? Yeah, just- I was gonna I was gonna bring that up too. And it's funny how the media is reporting that, like an alt right white supremacist rally on the. Uh, 
no, it's 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 people pro using their First Amendment to to defend their Second Amendment rights. That's all it is. And I'm sure some wacky neo Nazis are going to show up. I don't know. There's definitely a lot of <laughs> but, Second but Amendment. Everyone in just there. happens to be wearing Klan but, but, hoods. But, but here's the thing: <laughs> like, any any kind, anytime there's any kind of like rally for anything, crazies always show up. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's all kinds of like anti Semites and communists and probably neo Nazis at all the Occupy Wall. Never never saw a peep of it in the media. Yeah, but one guy with the swastika will show up at at <laughs> Some some gun rally, <laughs> okay. and now it is a, a Nazi rally. So you know so what? what? They're marching in the shape of a swastika. <laughs> some some people just but like not is what I'm saying. Coordinating. Yeah. I hear you. I did not like. <laughs> so you're a a gun enthusiast, but not a gun nut. It's kind of well. No, we I mean I'm not even really that much of an enthusiast. I mean I like going to the range and shooting like every is six it a months or so. Or what kind of it, gun? It's a pistol. It's, okay. a, it's a 45 caliber. Um, oh, okay. And for those listening, they just right kind of looked at each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was also me just shrugging my shoulders because I have no clue what that even means. What kind of vest protects you from that? <laughs> Probably not much of one. Dang like, it's it. a powerful. It's, oh, a, no. it's a hand cannon for sure. I'm more interested cannon. on purchasing the right vests. <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's kind of like where my head. That's is a at. heavier is, go bag, probably. <laughs> yeah, but. that's a big go bag, <laughs> just full of vests. Uh, but it's 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 more that like I mean I didn't even get a gun till a couple years ago, but I've always supported gun rights. So it's what me- was the year you got the gun? <laughs> um, twenty seventeen. Okay, something like that. That's it's, fairly it's, it's recent. Fairly that recently. is recent. Yeah, 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 Interesting. Yeah. So you just you just had a summer of uh, doomsday preppers, and you're like, I gotta change my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I started seeing some suspicious activity from yeah. my neighbors, and you're I was like, like, it's time to stock up. Yeah, but, <laughs> you're like, really, I blame Netflix and chill. <laughs> I've always I've always supported like like the principle behind the Second Amendment, and yeah. that a, a free person should have a right to arm and defend themselves. I just never, you know, I'm always broke or whatever. Yeah. And finally got to the point where, like, I, I have a good enough job and things are going well. I was like, you know, I should put my money where my mouth is and actually own a, a, a firearm. Right. What do you think about the argument of, like, that, that you know, a well-armed militia is, is uh, important to resist a tyrannical government, that, that sort of argument for arming the mm-hmm. citizenry? I mean, I, th- I think that's... What, like, I, th- I think that's one of th- that's one of the main reasons. That's one of behind, the main reasons they behind cite when they wrote it. So you're asking me, do I do well, I? Well, I mean, do you think principle? that's a valid sort of thing today? That 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 could be like that we could, if we got enough guns, we could actually do that. I mean, to me, I'm just saying, you know, devil's advocate. Mm. I think it's pretty unlikely. You know, it it seems like the government could wipe us mm. out. You know, with I agree, nukes and drones mm. and everything else so quick. That uh, stockpiling guns for that reason seems kind of crazy. I don't know. Uh, I, I understand that argument, and I've, I've heard people make it. Before. So basically, you're saying like, well, yeah, you you have your guns. What are you going to do against the U.S. military? The most, or powerful? if that's the main reason to stockpile the right. guns is just in case. I don't know if that would be the main reason. Yeah. Though, well, they should but. like amend the amendment to say everyone's you know owed their own fucking nuke or some something well, that, that's that like. That would be my other question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where where do you draw the line for for self defense of like uh, mm-hmm. you know because we're always going well they meant a, a musket they didn't mean mm-hmm. an AK forty seven right but maybe they did mean an AK forty seven is it supposed to go with along with whatever weapons the government has if the government has nukes if we're supposed to resist the government we all right. get a personal nuke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that seems a personal nuke. That seems well. T- I guess not you, so good. Can you imagine you know? the personalization options on that? Personalized thing? nuke. Sparky. The Hello Kitty. Sparkly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first nuke. 
I wonder where and how they determine that line is to be drawn. You mm-hmm. know, if they're like, no, flamethrowers are okay, mm-hmm. nukes, not so much. Or, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Where does that come in? Yeah. Um, well, I guess you asked two questions there, so I'll, I'll answer the, the, the first one first. As far as could could an armed American populace, populace uh, successfully defend themselves against the U.S. military if for some reason it went tyrannical? Yeah. Probably not, but... Even if they couldn't, like that's not enough. That's that's not a good enough reason for me not to, you know, still have the option to go out swinging. Yes. Secondly, you can go out literally swinging with your arms and have the same fighting chance. <laughs> but that could be to, an to, argument. To, yes, <laughs> you can to, be swinging that. at the nuke and it wouldn't work. <laughs> but you're gonna shoot the pistol up in the air while the nuke lands on your <laughs> yeah, house. It's so hilarious. <laughs> I'm going out swinging. <laughs> goddammit. it! How ineffective. <laughs> That's more of an emotional argument. Like, I yeah. want to have the ability to get down swinging, but, a, but a, like, a, a more, like, um, I guess, factually based argument. It's like, well, I mean, the Viet Cong somehow managed to fight off the U.S. military with fucking bullshit. Like, we had the most advanced military force in the world, and we couldn't take out the Viet Cong. The movie- they had that jungle. We need to regrow jungles. <laughs> and then it goes back the, to the emotion. You get the, the uh, movie. environment Yeah, that's why all the crazy gum people live in the fucking woods for those oh, exact reasons. That is jungle advantages. Interesting, yeah. Tactical positioning. Tactical. So there you mm. go. I think he just won that argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, what, what was the what was the second? The second oh, one was about sort of where do you draw the line of weaponry that you that a personal mm-hmm. uh, citizen should be allowed to have? Like, how do they determine mm-hmm. that? The how should they of, determine that? Sure. How many guns should one person be able to have? And what about sort of like nukes and bombs and things right. of that nature? Right now, as it's defined by law, uh, you're restricted from. Uh, automatic weapons except in really extreme cases like there is the ability like to get a license and pay some kind of fee to be Mm. able to actually have like an uzi but that's virtually non-existent almost nobody has that so for for all intents and purposes you you cannot legally have anything beyond a semi-automatic rifle so you can have like a grenade launcher or or, uh, a nuke or anything like that so the guns when like when you know incels go in or whatever and, and kill all their friends um what kind of gun is that, and is it bump stocks that allows them to shoot a lot of rounds in a smaller amount of time, or do the guns already, as they are, allow them to shoot that many rounds in that uh, amount you're, of time? You're, you're talking about two different things. So a bump stock is what the guy in the Vegas shooter used, uh-huh. I believe. And, and that's so you can just like very quickly reload a bunch of the ammo, basically. No, what a bump stock does, if I understand correctly. And by the way, uh, listeners, uh, one of the conceits of this podcast is that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, yeah, about we should have said experts. that in the beginning. Yeah, clearly. So, so the audience is going to disagree. Yeah, so I don't know what the fuck. By all means, fact check us. And if we say something wrong, put it in, put it in the, uh, the comments. I'd, I'd be happy to, uh, to, to learn. But uh, my understanding of bump stock is uh, it's a device that you can use to rig a semiotic semi-automatic weapon to fire automatically so basically it uses the recoil of you you fire the gun and it uses the recoil and it bounce back to create momentum and just keep going like that so that's what the vegas shooter did and apparently there's a way you don't even need to you can actually use your belt loop if like you hook your thumb through your belt loop and then but it's very hard to do Mm. so a bump stock i believe is illegal now okay so bump stocks or bump fire stocks are gun stocks that can be used to assist in bump firing Bump, I'll never say the word bump again. Yeah. <laughs> bump firing is the act. Bump firing. 
That's what I did today I to after a burrito. Just Every kidding. time I um, buy bump stocks by accident, I'm like, I, I meant chicken stock. This <laughs> is not going to make a good soup at all. This okay. is terrible. <laughs> Why do I keep shooting my soups? <laughs> okay, bump firing is the act of using the recoil of a semi-automatic firearm to fire ammunition cartridges okay. in rapid yeah, succession. Said, yeah, yeah, but with a loss, w- but with a loss of accuracy. So it has nothing oh. to do with the amount of bullets that are fired necessarily, but just how quickly you're able to get them out. Mm. Right. So a semi-automatic weapon, which a common misconception uh, you, you hear in, like in the media when people are talking about gun control, they talk about um, like assault rifles, mm-hmm. like the, the AR-15. Yeah. It's a military-style rifle. It's it's just a rifle. It's mm-hmm. semi-automatic, but my pistol's semi-automatic. Most guns are semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. Does semi-automatic mean anything? It means, again, doesn't it mean you can fire bullets as fast as you can pull your finger? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. So an automatic means you just hold down the trigger right. and rounds fly out. Yeah. You can you can either have that in like three round burst or just rapid fire. Like you pull the trigger once yeah. and three bullets come out, or you pull it, you hold it, and they keep going until your gun melts, basically. Right. But unlike like in the in the you remember the video game Galaga, you press it fast, mm-hmm. you could actually fire faster than if you hold it down. Mm. Not like that with guns, right? <laughs> if I hold it down, it fires faster. I guess than it depends I, on the gun. It I, depends on how much like Duck Hunt and other video games I played right. as I, to how quickly I can that's shoot. That's a good question. I don't really know. I mean, I imagine it, it shoots as fast as you can pull the trigger. Yeah, so if you're and, really, really good, it's still yeah. probably not as fast as that. That was a stupid aside, but no, anyway, no, 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 not um, at all. I, well, I mean, there's nothing stupid here, right? This is, my, <laughs> or it's all stupid. I, yeah. Oh yeah, we're all, I, cl- we're all in the I same don't way. know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to guns because my whole thing with them has always just been like sheer terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see, I don't, I don't understand the argument on principle. I don't think it's feasible at all. I think the reason they put it in the Constitution originally does not exist anymore. It's not valid anymore. We at a certain kind of like with our data. Our privacy just doesn't exist. I know that maybe that's like a defeatist attitude or whatever, but it's like, yeah, we have a massive country with hundreds of millions of people and a government that has the budget and ability to really do whatever the fuck they want, given that volume. So I can't do shit and I don't want to have anything to do with them. That's my opinion. Would you like a gun that had mayonnaise on it? (laughs) (laughs) That's my... Real yeah. question. Yeah. That was if a very long-winded way of saying, though, that I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, so just, just to still have an opinion. I know that. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, the the whole like, you know, if you got to overthrow a tyrannical government, I understand that that sounds crazy, and it mostly is crazy. But you have a go bag. <laughs> I have a go. <laughs> but my go bag says otherwise. I want to I point out that the go bag is just a bit to myself because I think it's funny to have it one. Is it funny. is amazing. It is funny. <laughs> but it also makes you like the Punisher. Like right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of impressed, really, that you have a go bag. Um, you but, also need the guy in the chair. You know, that guy that's like the guy, the guy in the van. Mike yeah, the chair. guy oh, in no, the van. Just, right, right. Yeah. That was the guy in Punisher. He's yeah, in the yeah. van, and he's like. Going through the south entrance, you know, and yeah, he's yeah. like, "Shut up, I'll do what I want." <laughs> you know, I, I might have a position open for my guy yeah. in the van when the apocalypse rolls down. So. I always wondered, did you guys? When I grew up, I I grew up on like violent movies. So uh-huh. Like I watched all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies as a kid. I loved all the violent movies. Terminator Two, greatest film of all time. Yeah, and I've only like <laughs> sort of as I grow older become maybe less desensitized to violence. Where like. It kind of sickens me when I see uh-huh. too much of it. But as a kid, it was like my favorite thing. Right. And I remember 
like the movie Commando when he goes. I've had the same evolution with porn, by the way. Is that right? <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. I remember in Commando, he goes to a gun shop and he finds like a back room in the gun shop and it's just loaded with like machine guns uh-huh. and RPGs, just yeah. like rocket launchers and shit. And he gets all this stuff and I'm like, what gun shop is that? Uh-huh. And that was like my question is like, that's the gun shop to arm for the apocalypse. Right. It's like mm. the missile launchers and. Mm-hmm. They don't really have that, I would assume. I, no, yeah, you can't you can't buy any of that. Well, I mean, back to my earlier. So point, Arnold's like, movies weren't real. <laughs> <laughs> they were to me. Okay, they, they, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Sorry, I cut you off earlier. Wait, what, 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 so you were saying um, uh, before I made fun of you again for <laughs> <laughs> for the go bag. You were saying uh, it, the argument of you like. I'd be talking that shit if I had my go bag. Right <laughs> that's, that's so true. This that would be such really a different true. podcast yeah. if you had. A <laughs> you just lay the go bag down on the table and everything changes. We all agree. It's the I agree with him podcast. Yes. We all agree yeah, from now on. As long as there's a go bag, it's total agreement. <laughs> Uh, but you were saying, I think you were saying, like, outside the feasibility of the argument. What? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds crazy on its face, and it mostly is crazy. But when you think about it, the, 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 the fact that we live in such a peaceful, prosperous society is actually a historical anomaly. Mm-hmm. Like, there should be coups and, and, and shit constantly. Like, that's been the course of every civilization throughout human history. Why do We've you think had, it's worked out? Huh? Oh, uh, is I, I think the Constitution. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Constitution. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but part of the Constitution also is the massive su- massive suppression of um, or oppression, I should say. <laughs> I think that's also why. <laughs> but that's another topic. <laughs> well, tune in next week. Yeah. We anyway. Ta- anyway. Uh, sorry. 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 Um, so I don't think it's crazy on its face in that sense because I mean it's it what's crazy is that we haven't had the government go tyrannical in two hundred years. I think that's kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. But. Put all that aside, the government's probably not going to go tyrannical. You probably don't need a gun to protect yourself against the U.S. government. Mm. But sometimes the government isn't there when you need protection. Like if there's, yeah. a, if there's a societal breakdown, say there's some crazy California earthquake, powers out and waters out for two weeks, people are rioting and looting in the streets. Yeah. I'd like to have a gun. Yeah, but okay, so again, I think that's a different topic, which is that having a gun um, is different than like owning an arsenal – and um, and sort of like trying to have enough guns to over overthrow an entire mm-hmm. like having one pistol is different than sort of like the person that stockpiles all the guns and kills everybody in Vegas or the kid that goes to school and shoots everybody with all the. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I just but I guess my question only is have like two hands, so it doesn't matter how many guns you have. Like you know what I mean? So like yeah, at some point you're just like a hobbyist. Like I collect comic books. I can only hold two at once though. Yeah, you but know. you can't kill anybody with right. Them, you know. But I mean, I, I I depending on the comic. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just wonder what the answer is because it seems like this is the only country where kids are, have to really worry about going to school every mm-hmm. day. You know, mm-hmm. and if the if the answer is like uh, we need to train everyone more or something, like teachers. I don't know. Well, I think that's crazy to be like teachers should learn how to use nunchucks or whatever. You know, (laughs) no. You think think nunchucks are crazy? Nunchucks are fun. (laughs) I I, I think nunchucks should be promoted Uh, (laughs) in all ages. At all ages, and and I also think that if yeah, if we had a nunchuck based sort of (laughs) Second Amendment, (laughs) Second Amendment, where everyone had the right to bear nunchucks, (laughs) it would be hysterical, and there would be some really fun. Sort of liquor store <laughs> robberies and things that would occur. Uh, Can you imagine holding up a liquor store with nunchucks? I, I, 
I want, oh, God. I, I want to see that now. Oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> the whole Menace to Society movie would be different if it was all nunchuck related. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just a thought. So, you're, so you're, your concern, though, is... is, is it's uh, mostly that you know children are getting shot all the time, and that and and we seem to sort of become desensitized to it, where we're like, that's the price you pay for this amendment. Like that, every yeah. so often we just have to deal with mass right. shootings, and um, because we're just not willing to sort of decrease change. the or change, mm-hmm. I guess, the sure. system. But it seems like changing the system has been part of the system. That all these amendments mm-hmm. that we think are so important are amendments mm-hmm. they were changes made yeah, to try to govern better so mm-hmm. it seems to me like rather than rather than go oh my god this amendment is so important why don't we sort of consider how to make it work better sure so that I, we don't I, all actually, die. I actually appreciate that argument too because <laughs> that is not the tack that that most uh, gun control advocates go go through if they they, they, they want to circumvent the constitution basically it's like well if it's really that important to you throw a constitutional convention have get it ratified and you know change. what what would they what would they change everybody every motherfucker gets a gun and that's it no questions <laughs> no asked? no i mean gun gun control pro, oh i'm so your, sorry your position. i thought you said gun advocates my bad yeah, your okay. position yeah yeah, yeah yeah so a lot yeah. a lot of the people oh we're gonna we're gonna do all these things make sure people can have our ar-15s and common sense gun legislation that's clearly unconstitutional so if it's that important to you amend the constitution but they can't because it doesn't have the political backing because most people in America support gun rights. But I know it doesn't seem like that yeah. living in California. No, I, but, I, but it's, it's not like, that. It's, but I wonder if the NRA has something to do with it, sort of the uh, the, the lobbying and the power that they have. 1,000%. Sure. They I, see any kind of like like gun control legislation as an, an, an affront on the entirety of the Second Amendment. Or I don't even think that's how they see it, but that's how they portray it to their base, their mm-hmm. paying base. Right, but I mean, that's their job. They're literally a, a pro-gun that lobby. Shouldn't, yeah. That doesn't like, have to be their, their job. Their, it, the, the, in fact, they're fucking over now. the longevity of the amendment as it stands now, I think, by how they approach it. If they were more willing to take in the very, very reasonable considerations of things like background checks or closing whatever loopholes actually exist, then they what would. What if they were at the forefront of training people and like um, created an additional business for themselves through, you know, um, mental health clinics and. Right. They want to uh, blame all the shootings only on mental health. Do something about mental right, health. Right. Yeah. Like put some money into that. Make some money as a separate business off of that somehow or. It, it just kind of like when we go, you got to keep coal alive, and what are those coal miners? Get? Well, you know, what if the coal people could be trained to work in solar instead? Yeah. Instead, of, you know, Absolutely. I'm just wondering yeah. if the people that really want to defend this amendment could also be proactive in f- fixing the problem of, mm-hmm. of uh, gun violence. I mean, I'm I'm sure they could, but I also think the NRA is kind of like a liberal boogeyman anyway. Like they're they're. I mean, if you look at like advocacy groups and, and lobbying groups in Washington, you'd pro- you'd probably just assume the NRA is probably one of the top five political donors or something. Like, mm. they're like like three hundred eighty seventh or something. Fact check this, listeners. They're like three hundred eighty seventh. Like <laughs> they're the, like a the, three fifty seven. They're a, they give a Magnum. fraction of what the dairy industry gives to politicians. You know, they're not oh, that yeah. big a deal, but they're a great boogeyman to throw up if yeah. like if if the media wants to make an argument. Oh, the NRA did this. The NRA they get all their money from donors. It's citizens who support gun rights i disagree with you so hard on everything you're saying <laughs> okay go nice ahead. well i did a whole 
I did a paper on it when I was 18 <laughs> years old. <laughs> well, that's but, <laughs> but like, he but might shoot this argument full of holes. It was, oh, a, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the first 10-page paper I ever wrote <laughs> in the last 12 hours before it was due, and it was very thorough work that should be upheld for an eternity. But it was, uh, but basically, it was just the the influence of the NRA was the topic of the paper, mm, uh-huh. and there was. I'll have to dig it out because I got. I mean, I it had to be rep- reputable sources and stuff because that was like the whole point. <laughs> the papers to not be a fucking idiot <laughs> and, and i uh it, there was so much research about how so many politicians campaigns were made successful or ruined single-handedly by the nra and the influence that by they their endorsement various things by either threatening to withdraw their endorsement mm-hmm. threatening to not give them money putting money behind the other candidates how they're mobilizing the voters in that person's district there's just like so much influence that's outside of I don't know what metric you know you're referencing when you mm-hmm. say they're like do you say three hundred? I mean something? I'm just I'm just throwing out a number. I just oh, know they're, yeah. they're they're they they're a much smaller like monetary influence to our politicians yeah. than is widely perceived. Well, I mean, you think about the Republican Party; they're a two issue party: guns and abortion. That's like their yeah. two issues. Those that's are big that's, ones, big ones, yeah. Right. One of them ropes in the Constitution and freedom and shit, mm-hmm. and then the second one is religion. So those are the mm-hmm. two most powerful, you know, concepts, basically, I think, really, throughout the American mindset for in a lot of ways. So when you think about tackling something like guns, it's it makes sense that the NRA would have that much. If they've been able to consolidate that much power, it makes sense that they'd have that much influence. The other point is that it goes to sort of your other podcast, which is that they had talked about the NRA uh, websites and things being hacked Mm -hmm. and sort of uh, foreign influence coming in through the NRA to influence both Democrats and Republicans, which we don't really know the extent of. Totally. But uh, they they did say that that occurred. Right. Yeah. To think that a foreign government is thinking, what is the most effective group I can infiltrate? And they went straight to the NRA. Yeah. I'm sure that they've infiltrated a lot of. I mean, I'm not. I'm not an NRA member either. I, I don't really have a horse. I, I support gun rights. Mm-hmm. You don't have a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's tragic. I support gun rights regardless of like where the NRA comes down. But I understand that their role is to advocate for, presumably, people like me. That also. So yeah, you only have a pistol. Once you get a rifle, then you can join the association. <laughs> yeah, it's not right the national now, pistol. It's not. It's, it's really not. <laughs> um, but I mean, even even if that's the case, and the NRA is is a bunch of assholes, that that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't change my fundamental view on guns. Mm-hmm. Just because. Well, advocacy. I think they're a company, and they're trying to make as much mm-hmm. money as humanly possible, mm-hmm. which we get within this system. I'm just suggesting that maybe there's another way for them to make some of their money mm-hmm. that wouldn't uh, that would also help the problem of gun violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It also makes me sad when I see people that really don't have the money to give, giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes with, like, the church on the abortion issue, too, and stuff like that. I politician as well. Yeah. yeah. People that contribute to campaigns, like, well, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I think it's... <laughs> they'll get your money in the long run. They're politicians. Like, yeah. you don't have to send it to <laughs> Okay, that is such a Steve comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I do think, though, that it's, especially the NRA, so much of of their operations are based off of convincing their base that they really 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 it is imperative that they donate to them mm-hmm. you know and i and i know that like like you said politicians are constantly sending emails and stuff asking for the same shit but yeah. but it's just like 
brutal how many people I know that I know do not have the money to give to things and they mm. fucking are like always right. giving their shit to the NRA. Is that because there's a fear, uh, perceived fear that their guns are going to be taken away if the NRA is not a strong enough lobby or something? I, I mean, think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the idea. But I don't see that ever happening. I don't even see like Well, the NRA would probably say thanks to us. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah probably to some degree that they've done enough marketing against that idea. Right. But I don't think the politicians are interested in taking anyone's guns away. Um, they certainly haven't tried to do it. Well, no, there's only a couple politicians who have really come out and said something that's super radical. One like of Kamala, was for Barack example. Obama, who was the president for eight years, though. What like, did he say? He, uh, he got on stage after one of the one of the shootings and, st- and said, uh, I don't want to take... I'm not trying to take Americans' guns from them. I just want common sense gun laws like in the UK and Australia. Okay. And so people listen to us like, okay, reasonable. What were those common sense gun laws in the UK and Australia? Mandatory confiscation of everybody's guns. Mm. So he's saying- I Were those to- the only laws or those were some of the laws? That well, they-, they took everybody's guns in Australia. Oh, wow. And And- I think the UK. I think they let him keep shotguns or Maybe something. Maybe he thought that was common sense, you know. He's like, mm, let's take these guns away. <laughs> but it, you see how it's out both sides of his mouth, though? Like, we're, we don't want to take anybody's guns. We just want common sense gun solutions like they did in these like countries. Like taking away everybody's the guns. guns. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. you're, 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 your average, like, gun owner at home hears that and does a little bit of research. It's like, wait, what'd they do in Australia? Well, fuck this. I, I don't just, think they do any research. We're just one fucking awful catastrophic event away from just being like, Fuck! Why? How did we think that it would be a good idea to let everyone arm themselves and have hundreds of millions of them? Like, I just don't see how it could just go. The potential, the potential energy of destruction is so high. It's so just terrifying. Well, here's 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 something here something else that's not common knowledge. We we are safer than we've ever been. Gun crime is at an all-time low. Like we haven't been this safe since like the 1950s. Mm. Like as, and I'm not saying there's a correlation here by any means. We're safer than we've ever been, but much less safe than every other country on Earth. Right? <laughs> is that kind of weird? <laughs> well, where it is actually. I mean, I, there might be the, other countries yeah, that yeah. are this violent. I, I see. I see what you're saying. That yeah. As far as like Western democracies, yeah, we're the yeah. crazy ones for sure. We're <laughs> like, but we don't just have more shootings. We have more stabbings and strangulations too. We're just crazy. It's not the mm. gun. It's just like American society's kind of fucked. But the fact yeah. is, like, we're killing each other at a way s- slower rate than. Well, we have to give ourselves credit. Yeah, to let's do pat that. ourselves <laughs> on the back with a gun. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember the exact statistics were, but I think like in 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 the eighties, like an average of twenty eight people, twenty eight hundred people were getting murdered every year in New York City, and now uh-huh. it's down to like two hundred or something. Like we are way safer than we've ever been, but there's more media, yeah, and, and there there are more mass shootings, despite the fact that all other gun crime has gone down for some reason in the last, I guess, twenty years. Mm. That specific. Type of crime of mass shootings has spiked up. Nobody right. really knows why. I wonder why that is. Right, but, but I, we've no, always, I, I do. Oh, I really, really? We've always oh, had oh, guns. Oh, well, we've always had a Second Amendment. The, the we haven't always had mass shootings. Yeah. You no. I, mean? I wonder why. Yeah. Can you imagine if they tried that with a musket? <laughs> that shit wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Or I think it's Chris Rock has a bit about like if they went in with a knife or something and like <laughs> like well, how they, much he had of, the thing about charging like a thousand or a million dollars for bullets. Yeah. Oh, people, yeah, yeah. There yeah, would yeah, be yeah. no more like yes. accidental shootings yes. and people be digging bullets back out of people. Yeah. Until, yeah. Yeah. I I do. Well, you said you wonder why it's on the rise. Yeah. 
I wonder why there's I think more the, mass shootings. I, I think, think it's a mental health thing. I think that's why homelessness is on the rise too. I think it's when they cleared out the asylums in like the late seventies. Like we have more crazy people in the street and more mass shootings. But there's young people doing it. It's right, like young children. Doing I, it. I think it's because racism and isolationism is being capitalized on by a lot of people that have a lot of influence in the spaces that these kids are spending a lot of their time, which is the internet. Mm. And I think that those like YouTube videos and shit, even like YouTube suggestion videos. If yeah. you just, if you pick a crazy like QAnon video and just let it run, it will just serve you the craziest shit and take you down yeah. the darkest, deepest sure. rabbit hole. It is like really what fucked up. What do you think up. about that, Steve? Do you think there, I mean, are some of the mass shootings that have gone up racially motivated and more so now than before? Uh, there, there's been a few, sure. But yeah. I, I would say, I mean, anecdotally, just what I recall seeing on the news, it mostly seems like white kids shooting up other white kids. Well, you know the mm. shit about the kill count and stuff, and, like, there, there's all of these... I mean, there are books that these kids tell each other to read, and mm. people. It's not just kids. It's I also grown-ass like, adults. black churches I mean, being shot up by white people There was before. Dylan Roof. That, that, was, that was the one I in Charleston. That, that was, was a, definitely that was white terrifying. supremacy. terrifying. Yeah. There's Sikh temples that have been shot up. Yeah. There, There's, like, entirely race-based violence that sure. is happening so all the time. That's on the rise. It appears to be, but you know, I don't know the Definitely. statistics. But that is sort of frightening. Definitely. And then you can have the argument of whether or not there's a le- like a you know how much how much you want to credit mental health, I guess, mm-hmm. with like because racism, people get really, really defensive. I think if you say that mental health is the main reason for those acts of violence, because then it's like really terrifying the prospect that we're not going to take into account the racism yeah. and do you think that racism like a has, you know when people get to that level that racism is a form of men- of mental illness yeah in a that, way? that's what i was gonna that's, yeah that's yeah. basically what i was getting yeah. at is like that got that conversation is really nuanced and i think needs to happen because there's two sides one of which doesn't want to admit that racism is a factor and the other side doesn't want to admit that mental health is a factor mm-hmm. and so the to try to come together and work on a solution that's actually effective, it seems like really, really hard to do. I came out once and made the mistake of saying, there is no fucking way you're telling me that there is no difference between someone who is just a racist in his home and a racist who decides to go kill a bunch of black people. Mm. Like, you can't tell me there is not a difference in their yeah, brain one of, one of them is lost that's their outside mind. of racism. Yeah. yeah. One of them's an asshole. Right. One of them has made the choice to kill themselves yeah. effectively mm. or spend the rest of their life in prison. And the other one is like, I'm just going to sit at home with my racism quietly. Yeah. You can't tell I mean, me. You <laughs> can't tell me that there's not. <laughs> Would we all agree that 100 percent of mass shooters are mentally ill? Yes. I mean, I mean how could you? Yes, you how can't. Could you not be. You can't. Yeah, but. Right. But that's the thing is like people don't want to. They don't want to have. It's so important to acknowledge the racism in this country and well, what I, it breeds that it's scary to give anyone the win of saying that mental health is like do you have any like 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 what statistics are you are you basing that on that the, are you saying the majority of mass shootings are are racially motivated i wouldn't say that because i don't i have no i know i wouldn't i don't have that data yeah i don't either i'm just yeah. going to like it seems like what i see on the news it's usually white kids shooting up other white kids it's like incels that are mad because they can get laid or or trench coat losers or whatever but it's what is the term incel if you could divine involuntary celibate so it's a dude that's mad that chicks won't fuck him yeah basically involuntary celibate. doesn't it sound like it's a word that should have already existed on its own it's such a perfect word word. you wouldn't want to call yourself either but they have like groups on reddit Uh, like we're the incel community it's like sounds like a terrorism (laughs) thing but it's not 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like it's not only racism. A lot of it is like gendered violence. Mm. I don't know if you remember the Isla Vista shooting in Santa Barbara where that guy went on a shooting rampage after some girl like wouldn't fuck him. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's sort of both sex uh, motivated and race motivated. And I I wonder if that's equally crazy. What was the motivation behind like Columbine? I don't know enough about Columbine. I should know. There was a couple kids. And that's another interesting thing. More than one Hitler? person. Didn't they like worship Hitler? I think that was a. I think that was a big part. I think uh, they were definitely that. That's a. Th- you don't but have do to. You, do you call that crazy if two people get together and both do it? I mean, or they're planning it. It's sort of hard to say. They're were they both the same mental illness? Well, did, I mean, did, do you, did you call see Hitler the Joker's plan in the Dark Knight? That was <laughs> intricate. But do you it's think? Still crazy, do you undeniably. think Hitler's mentally ill? Do you think Hitler was mentally ill? That's a great question. I don't know. If you're going to say that all mass shooters are mentally ill, then by logic, you would have to say Hitler was also mentally ill. Because he was a, a mass murderer. Yeah. On I, yeah I, I mean, I don't think Racial- if I found out that Hitler was mentally ill, I'd be surprised. But he wasn't the one actively, like, the, the thing that makes a mass shooter crazy is that they're doing it themselves and they're undoubtedly going to get killed. Mm. You know? But they're still doing it for no real motivation. Like, Hitler's motivation was to rise to power and control a country, perhaps a continent. Mm-hmm. So he might have been evil, but at least there was some sort of, like, through line of, like, what his thought process I was. think all of these people are also evil. I think, yeah. first and foremost, evil. they're evil. Yeah. Next, I think they're isolated, and that presents itself as immense racism, Uh sexism, whatever. And then last, I think, is their actual, like, well, I don't know. You wouldn't even put it in the same list, kind of. It's like, it's one of those things where, like, when you talk to a therapist, for example, they diagnose you based on the things that you tell them that, that are thoughts that you're having, you know? It's kind of like... It's like a, a thing that gets diagnosed after the fact, not so much, you know, I'm running a test on your brain and I can tell that you're bipolar, although they can do that if it's bipolar one or something or, you know, I mean, conceivably you could, but like if the science was there, I don't know if it is. My point is. <laughs> Fact check us <laughs> on that one, fans. No, my, well, my, my point is, I guess, is it's like the actions that they have already committed that were 100%, you know, heightened, encouraged and propagated via a lot of like racist sexist crazy internet circles and stuff then leads itself to this action and all of that falls under the umbrella i feel of of like something is like mentally traumatically fucked with you you wouldn't have been drawn into that community if you were a perfectly emotionally sound person right but I don't think that's an excuse, and that's where it becomes an issue. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we feel bad for these people. It's like, no, there's a lot of people who have similar issues or brain chemistry, and they don't fucking kill people. Mm. Yeah. Well, to go to to go to the point you were making earlier, Jesse, is like, why don't more gun anti gun control advocates like talk about you know why, why don't we put our and energy behind s- mental health problem yeah or whatever they think is the root of this yeah well whenever the thing, problem is whenever like a like a republican politician after a mass shooting goes on twitter says something about the mental health crisis you get bombarded by the media and everybody else is like you're just trying to distract from the gun problem because you want kids to die and it's like well you <laughs> so you now you can't bring mental health up mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. well because it's always weird timing you yeah. know, mm-hmm. of, of like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it just doesn't seem uh, it doesn't seem like the right time when it someone has just been murdered to be like, 
uh, let's talk about policy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, but, I guess but, there but is we no do that right with, time. We do that. Yeah. It's it's the right time to talk about gun control after a mass shooting, which is just more policy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's a good but point. But one of one of them is allowed to talk about, and one of them one of them not seems allowed. appropriate, yeah. and one of them, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a good question. I you know I, I just um, of the thinking that the sheer number and access to this sheer number of guns is a, is a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I agree. Uh, having just this many – like if we do have more violence, um, I still think if it was so hard to get a gun that you had a kid going to school trying to stab everyone, mm-hmm. uh, it would be less likely for them to hurt so many people and mm-hmm. so often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that was what happened in the U.K. and Australia and they've had a huge downturn in these kind of – murders then you'd think that right. there is some validity to that well I, I don't think that's necessarily the case with at least with australia i think they had one mass shooting the politicians freaked out banned guns and yeah they haven't had a mass shooting since but they only had one to begin with yeah. they had one outlier and since then apparently there's been an uptick in like home invasions and stabbings so i which again yeah. could be no, could that's be an interesting argument too. i don't i've know. heard that one before too which is that people especially in the country yeah. Need to have weapons to defend themselves the, from the, home invasions. Yeah. Police's nearest police station's an hour away. Right. right. Yeah, that is definitely, I mean, that's like a Bernie thing, too. He has a pretty good rating with the NRA mm-hmm. because he his constituents yeah. live in the fucking middle of the mountains uh-huh. and they need to protect themselves. And that that's definitely something where, like, I don't think everyone's guns should be taken. Like, I don't think that that's, like, the right next step. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that, I mean, that, that's a good talking point. Then, what do you guys think should be the policy? If you if you could if you could wave a magic wand and enact policy, hmm. um, what would what would you say, Jesse? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I I personally don't think I am educated enough on the subject to say this is the policy that would fix the whole thing. But I definitely am of the opinion um, that it should be a, a much greater loopholes to jump through to get access to weapons that could kill people so quickly. Mm. That's just my sort of bottom line kind of feeling on it is that it should be difficult for you to get an AR-15 or a rifle or a, uh, or a whole huge amount of pistols or whatever it is Mm -hmm. for any one person to get that. It's, you know, I had to go through a lot to just get TSA pre-check. <laughs> so it just seems crazy that you could go into a Walmart well, and buy something that you could go outside and murder someone with. Well, that that's another common misconception, too. And I, I can help clear that up because I have both TSA pre-check and a gun. <laughs> okay. And the gun was a lot harder to it get. It was harder to yeah, get. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Good. a background I, check and I all hope that. so. Yeah. TSA, I like, I was really, like, surprised by how easy it was, and I was kind of, like, alarmed by it. Like, aren't you guys going to check and make sure I'm not a t- – all I got to do is come in here and give you my thumbprint, and they, I can get through security faster? They, like, check. They check. do. They, Dude, they're they, watching they – the yeah. government's watching you all the time. They, they already had a whole know. background check. <laughs> Why can't they just go through and figure out who's safe and who's not and just – Give give the give the TSA pre-checks and mask to the population since they already know who's a threat. And, uh, like, don't make me go through the process. You already know. <laughs> because they can get money out of you if you do it that way. Yeah, I think it could be because of your go bag. <laughs> Every time I try to, I don't know about that. Try to bring that, that through. Part? That's going on the conveyor belt. And what, what, what do you uh, think policy-wise? Uh, well, I think that um, on the topic of background checks and mental health one of the reasons why i think it is important to bring mental health into the conversation in some sort of formal way is because it we are 
in a way quicker fashion going to get to a point where we can label people as mentally ill and limit their access to guns versus limit labeling them as racist and limiting their access to guns. <laughs> the first one is just something that could actually get passed by both parties. The second one, even though I do think that that is like the like super big issue that you can't legislate on the basis of labeling people racists. So I think we need to have a way better system of saying that people are, you know, a threat, way better documentation, way better crosstalk between different agencies, mm-hmm. like different intelligence agencies. That's an issue that I know the FBI has between mm-hmm. themselves and the CIA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Having a better catalog of people, doing way more extensive background checks, and that would be my first thing, is expanded background and, uh, checks. I would, Which I would all mostly good. agree with all that, too. I it's think. probably hard, though, then to predict which kid is going to get access to the parent's gun mm-hmm. and go and do... A bunch of violence with that gun. yeah that's mm-hmm. almost like a secondary that's so true check, right know? and i think that that's like there is one everybody needs therapy first off i really believe that like it is really a shame to me that we don't have some sort of better system to check in with kids when they go to school because a lot of homes are not mm-hmm. safe for kids and they don't have anyone to talk to and their life fucking sucks yeah some people turn out okay some people don't and everyone comes out with a bunch of trauma so mm-hmm. and that then they become horrible CEOs that fuck everyone over and they become Warren Buffett's or not Warren Buffett's, it, you it, know, Bernie Madoff's. It, <laughs> it could be argued that if it is a, an entire mental health issue primarily mm-hmm. that um, all the more reason for us to get better health care mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that ties into the argument. Yeah. But it seems like the people that want to focus on the mental health aspect of it are not the same people that would like everyone to have cheap or free health care mm-hmm. yes exactly so if a exactly bunch of it's contradictory as fuck. <laughs> maybe right i mean I, I think that's a fair argument too i mean mm-hmm. I, I i don't support like universal health care and i don't think health care is a human right because i don't think a commodity by definition can be a human right well that'll be next episode then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll be next episode but I, I i do support the idea especially like w- like with mental health like there's an external cost to society. Like you see it every day when you're walking downtown San Diego. Yeah. And even worse, downtown San Francisco. If or we Los have any Angeles. listeners or Los Angeles. It's like you know, I, I believe that, you know, free people are have a right to make their own decisions, but at some point you're if your mental health is that bad, you're outside of the social contract and I think the government mm-hmm. needs to step in to do something. <laughs> that's somewhere. a good phrase. That's a good way to <laughs> yeah. put that outside of the social You've contract. Broken the contract. Like, yeah, like you don't even <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean you're you know We you're, don't even consider if, if people you're like at you the corner anymore. like barking at the moon standing in your feces. It's not like oh just, <laughs> yeah. you can so rip sorry. that contract up right yeah. now. I'm so sorry for laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's true. Yeah, definitely. Well, all right, I think we've all agreed to yeah. doomsday prep. Agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. No, I think uh, I think that was that was really fucking awesome. I feel like we've learned some things. I don't know what exactly, but that we there's more to learn. Yeah, I really appreciate everyone's willingness yeah. to actually like just talk. I, I me too. Yeah, yeah. I think, thank you. Guys. I think this was a good discussion, and I, I hope you guys at home enjoyed it too. And uh, follow us on the uh, Twitter at. I the disagree. I dis- the I disagree pod. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. And then also on Patreon. Look us up. Patreon.com slash the I disagree podcast. And Jesse, do you have anything you want to plug? Yes. Please listen to the Awful Neutral podcast. Look us up at Awful Neutral uh, D&D. Um, Awful Neutral podcast is a comedy and Dungeons and Dragons podcast that we record in this very room 
where we are right now, and it is absolutely hilarious, and it's my favorite thing, and I love it. So, um, my name is Jesse Egan. You can find me at uh, Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. My website's jesseegan.net, but I would love it if people would just check out Awful Neutral, the podcast, because I really think it's fun. And we'd love to have you guys on as guests sometimes. Oh, so yeah. That would be so fun. It would be really cool. Yeah, I've only heard good things, like great things about it's that show. It's a blast, mm-hmm. you know. A bunch of comedians doing role-playing. So awesome. Do you, do you have really to know how to play? None of I've us never knew how to before. play. Okay, cool. Really, there was the Dungeon Master. Our friend Damien kind of knows how to play, and the <laughs> uh-huh. rest of us are just Dungeon along Master. for the ride. Cool. Oh, and the funniest thing, at the Madhouse the other day, I pointed him out to my girlfriend. I go, that's that's Damien. That's our Dungeon Master. She goes, oh, I'm starstruck. It's like <laughs> a celebrity. And I go, and that's Kevin. That's Dave Callens that plays Kevin. She's like, oh, I want to meet him. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. That's really funny. That's so funny. Anyway, well, thank congrats. you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, of th- course. Thanks for being our first guest. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. It was really fun. All right. Bye. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the empties. Yeah. <laughs> that was great.